give the audience your name yeah um so my name's anna polanco um yeah fantastic i wanted i (laughs) wanted to make sure that you said it because sometimes i say anna or anna and Mm -hmm. i'm like let's let her do it for today um but yeah i guess my first question for you today is um who is who is god to you like who like in your personal relationship with god um and jesus like what does that look like to you what is that relationship like to you um for so long, I think that like when I when I was first knowing God, um, he was like fearful, you know, mm. to me at least. Yeah. Like he was like someone that you need to follow the rules or you're gonna get um, you know, in trouble, pretty yeah. much. Like this this really uh strict dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was um it's funny because my parents have always been really strict. Yeah. So the way that I reflected on my parents was how I saw God. Mm. Like I needed to, you know, be good or like not hide anything from him or else I was going to get in trouble. Yeah. So for so long, that's the way I saw God. Mm. Um, it's so different now because now he's like, you know, my friend, mm. you know, someone that's always there for me, someone that I can talk to, pray and like someone that I can confide in. Yeah. So it's. It's like a, a whole shift. transition. And yeah. so like growing up, how did that go from I'm going to get in trouble if I hide things from him or if I, you know, do wrong to this is actually um, a relationship that I can have with him and grow with him spiritually? Um, I think I changed uh, somewhere around high school. I guess when I started mm-hmm. knowing him more, um, because before it was more of uh what my parents told me or mm-hmm. like the way that they taught me. But when I started having more of a relationship with him, then I started to get to know him more and I got a different view of who he was. Yeah. Pretty much. Did you grow up going to church every day or were you more like on and off or um, did you guys just like grow up knowing about God, but not as much practicing like going to church or like fellowship and stuff like that? When I was young, I, I didn't know much about God. Mm-hmm. So my... My mom was like strictly Catholic, mm. but not even Same. Catholic because she didn't even go to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was more of what she was taught. Like my grandma was strictly Catholic. She wouldn't go to, to church every Sunday, but yeah. the Catholic church. My mom wouldn't go, but she would still follow the the norms. Of yeah. What, like the ideals what and does. like the identity of, of being Catholic. Yeah. So that's kind of what I grew up with. Um, and then my parents were separated, obviously, when I was really young. So I got the two versions, like my mom and then my dad. And my dad was not Catholic, but also not really Christian. Yeah. And then he started being Christian when I was somewhere around middle school. So then when he started his journey, it's kind of when I started my journey. Mm. Because um, I would just, I would go with him on the weekends. So from Friday to Sunday. So obviously Sunday, I would go to church with him on Sundays. Yeah. yeah. So that's, he kind of opened that up for me you know, mm. God. Yeah. But it was difficult at first because he was still learning. He was still trying to figure out what God was. And I was just there. Yeah. <laughs> so 
it was a really weird time. Yeah, like a weird, yeah. um, not back and forth, but uh, trying to find your identity in Christ mm-hmm. as watching your father walk in his walk. But yeah. though, like, it's a whole different walk from your walk, if, yeah. that, if that makes any sense. Like, um, kind of yeah. like when you're at a job and you're learning the job and you're like, do I do it like how so-and-so is doing it? Do I do it how the other person's doing it? Do I find my own style of doing it? Um, so yeah, that's interesting. And like for your siblings, cause I know you have siblings, like, were they also on that journey or was that like more, um, not until later, mm-hmm. because like I said, that was more of a thing with my dad. Mm-hmm. And when, when I would go with him is that I would go to church, but my siblings, obviously they were just with my mom. Yeah. So, uh, they had their own thing. So it was kind of like my own thing and they didn't start knowing more about church until later on when my mom became yeah. a Christian. Which was when she met my stepdad. Wait, wait, wait. Your mom became a Christian? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait to hear about that, like how that transitioned. Yeah. So yeah, go back go back to that. Like your your dad seems to be the first person to have become Christian. Yeah. And then you were pitter patting behind him. Yeah. Get- so pretty much like I was learning what he was learning, but it was still the same story like with my mom because I was hurt more often. Yeah. You know, and she had the whole Catholic thing. So it's more of like these two mm. correlations like what do I follow yeah pretty much but it was really helpful I think because when he started learning like it started like opening up this new world and I started knowing more about God and I was like it's so interesting like I I saw the way they were worshiping and how they were so mm. into it and how yeah. happy they were and I was like I want to know what this is I want like, to experience yeah that. I want to experience that yeah so um for so long when I would go with him it was more of, I enjoyed going, Yeah. but once I was with my dad, it was kind of like, God was my dad, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like he, uh, when I would go with him, I would learn about God. He would teach me what, what they were teaching him. Yeah. But after that, like I would go home and then God wasn't there, there as much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I relate to that in the aspect of like growing up Catholic and then watching Christians worship or even like Pentecostal people, like anyone who just is on fire for God, like when you see them raise their hand up Mm -hmm. for the first time, I remember the first time I saw someone go like this and like, like just worship the Lord and put Mm -hmm. their hands up and me being like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, you know, why are you so exposed? Why are you, yeah. Why are you so (laughs) exposed? Like we, I can see you. Mm -hmm. It's such a, it's so funny because like from someone who's never done it before and you watch someone like worship the Lord so vulnerably and openly and like, lay their heart out to him and have their hands up and be like, God, like, you know, take it and worship and mm-hmm. sing and cry. And you're watching this, you know, and you're like, like your arms are down and you're like, I'm not doing that. You know, you're like, I, but it's also like, I wish I knew what that was like. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I knew what you were feeling, but also I'm too in my head to do that yeah, myself. I, like, I felt like that for so long. Like I was, you know, like I would clap and mm-hmm. do all that, but then I saw people like jumping and like, yeah. running around and, you yeah. know, like having a great time. Yeah. And I'm like, how do you get to that point? Like, yeah. how are you not so in your head that you can just mm-hmm. freely worship? And Without a care in the world not of who's care watching what's you. going around you. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I think like even when I saw Dina do that for the first time mm-hmm. too, like Dina has always been so, I mean, at least like in high school, like she's always been so open about her relationship mm-hmm. with God. So like when she would invite me to church and I'm sure like you got invited too, mm-hmm. uh, 
Dina was like out there, like she was worshiping the Lord and like on the ground and like so vulnerable. And this is like our best friend. And we're like, or at least for me, I was like, yeah, girl, you, 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 you got it. I wish I knew what that was like, but I'm not willing to put my hands up. It's like so interesting that you are so enamored with that love that you see them experiencing. But at the same time, you're like, one, they could be crazy. Two, they could not be crazy and they could be experiencing something amazing. And three, I want to do that. I want to experience that, but I don't want to look mm. crazy. You know, like like there's some kind of like weight that's on your hands to put them up. Like, it's so weird. Like, I, I look back and I think about like, there was a time in my life where I would not put my hands up for the Lord. And not because I didn't want to. I did. I just it felt so taboo mm-hmm. to to like be like yeah like worship God and like everybody's doing it every, so I have to do it yeah like mm-hmm. like it was it felt like you had to do it because they were doing it but also you didn't want to feel weird like like to put your hands up felt again so taboo and and just like but you're witnessing all of these people experience it so I can really relate because like in Catholic churches you grow up with like going to mass and it's so blurry to me now but like you know you you open and you read the songs and then yeah, some people so, come out with candles. Um, it's so like how do you say like strict mm-hmm. like they follow one thing but you just you don't see the joy yeah yeah and yeah, like, yeah. You, like like they'll they'll sing from a book yeah the same books but you don't see anybody like picking up their hand or yeah. like praying or anything like it's so it's so different and mm-hmm. i think that yeah i think now that you mentioned that like growing up as you know catholic you think that the norm is you you attend church and you follow the rules and you make sure that you don't break uh, one of the Ten Commandments. But then you go to a Christian church or like, again, like a church that's just on fire for God mm-hmm. and you're witnessing people like step out of that comfort zone and and worship the Lord. And so even when, they, when people say like, yes, amen, I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Or like all that stuff, it's like you're speaking out loud. Yeah, you don't but speak you go to Catholic church and try to make a scene. If people look at you like, yeah, why? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like you, you got to be quiet. You got to be seated, mm-hmm. and then you go like light your candles at the end. Um, so yeah, so talk to me about how your mom transitioned from Catholic to Christian too, because I imagine that was also like a transition for her to walk from like her her original upbringing to walking yeah. in a different. Yeah, so it was it was a really hard to get to that point. Because when I was in my journey um, to become a Christian with my dad, she was really, I don't want to say opposed to it, but um, she didn't like it in a way. Yeah. Like, so my, my parents always had like this really weird relationship where they always clashed. Mm. I think that's why they separated because they, they're polar opposites and they're yeah. always fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she viewed my dad as like, if he would like tell me something, she would contradict it. Mm. So like everything he would do, she would, she would say something opposite. negative about it. Yeah. So when he started introducing me to God and she saw that it was different from her views, she wanted to contradict it and say that that he was wrong. Mm. Yeah. So she would always tell me like, don't listen to everything that he says or don't always follow him blindly. Mm. So um, it got to a point where like she was forcing me to do the first communion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she was paying for it and everything because when it's her way, it's her way and she's right. Yeah, yeah. So she wanted me to do it. She paid for it. I had to go every weekend. Mm. And I hated it. I yeah. hated it. But like I said, my mom was so strict that 
you couldn't say no to her. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I have to do this and get over with. Yeah, much. and there was no love behind it too. Yeah, even though I hated it, I hated going. Yeah. So, and then I also hated it because it took time from my dad, you know, like mm. I couldn't, I, I lost a day with him. I couldn't go to church. So it was on Sundays. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I also hated it. Yeah. But then it got to a point where my dad told her that he was going to take me. So I would go with him and then he would drop me off and take me. Yeah. And then <laughs> the funny part is that I, I told her this after like later on, but then I stopped going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad and I had this pack where like, <laughs> like she was like, or, or he was, he would say that he would take me and then not really take me. Yeah. And eventually she found out and she was so mad, <laughs> but, um, but then it was too far gone. I yeah. already missed a lot and she yeah. had lost already, like what she had paid for. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, it got to a point where we lied about it. Yeah. Yeah. Know? So I didn't have to go because yeah. he was aware that I didn't like it. Yeah. You weren't And I was only going yourself. because yeah. he was forcing me to. And he was so happy to contradict her that he was okay. Like, we're not going. Yeah. He's like, this, I'm <laughs> So yeah, approved. there was always this, you know, a fight between them uh, about what was going on with everything. Yeah. Even like who, who got me. Yeah. Uh, were you like a weekend, like with your dad, like you know, Saturday, Sunday, or was it like more just whenever you got the opportunity to see him? And yeah. Spend time so with him? it was, um, he had a, a Monday to Friday job. Mm-hmm. So he would always pick me up like Friday after school or when he would get off. And then he, I would stay with him until Sunday. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that was our, yeah our agreement. And then here and there, like, uh, like in middle school, obviously I did sports. Yeah. And my, oh, that's my, right. parents, my mom had this job, so she couldn't pick me up. He yeah. wouldn't go pick me up because he had a job where he could get up earlier. Yeah. So I, w- I would see him more than more those times. And then we would go to eat afterwards and he would go drop me off home. Yeah. So it was just those, those patterns. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I imagine that that still felt inconsistent. Yeah, it was. Um, it was really hard because... I felt like I had to be two, in two places at once. Like yeah. I was missing time with them. Or it was just the uncertainty of like having to pack to go somewhere for a weekend and then not being stable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like having to say, oh, I can't do this because I have to go to my dad, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then also feeling bad when I had to cancel on him to do something for like on a Saturday. Yeah. And so it took time from seeing him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was, it was really difficult. When that was going on. Yeah. And that, and that's so, that's so common. I've heard among a lot of like kids who grow up with separated parents Mm -hmm. is the back and forth and the need for stability and routine, but feeling like I don't have that. Like I don't have a set routine. I don't really know what's going to be going on in like a week or two from now, because I don't know like the setup. And so like, it's so interesting that that's so common. And, um, but yeah, like, so to go from that and then like, did your dad invite your mom to church? Did you invite her to church? No. So, um, so my mom met my stepdad. Mm. Um, I want to say when I was around seven or so, mm. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they started going out. Uh, they didn't meet in like the most healthy way because my mom like met him in a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, but speeding up, uh, he started going to church. Yeah, and after the he, nightclub days. Yeah, at, at that point, he already lived with us. So yeah, uh, when he started going is when my mom started going. Yeah, and how did you feel about meeting him like 
around that time? Because you were seven, so you're little. Yeah. I want to say I was around seven or so, seven to ten, something like that. Okay, I yeah. don't fully remember. But, um, yeah, so I was a bit guarded, I would say, with him. Mm-hmm. Just because my mom had had previous boyfriends that weren't the best. Yeah. She had a really hard time picking people that were right. Yeah. You were <laughs> like, like, I don't know, Chief. So far, the list hasn't looked good. Yeah. We'll yeah. Like, for example, uh, pausing from that, uh, my sister, like we, my siblings and I, we all have different different dads. Mm-hmm. So my sister um, had a different dad, which he was not the best dad. Obviously, um, my mom was with him, but he kind of like cheated on her mm, so yeah. when my sister was born he wasn't in the picture yeah like he was gone mm. um so i guess i had that history of always guarding myself from my mom's boyfriends because yeah. they just weren't good people yeah um yeah. so when he came along um i had that guard you know like i didn't have that relationship with him for so long because i just didn't know who he was i didn't know what to expect from him so it took a while and we had our, we had our fights. Like in, in middle school, we just did not get along. Yeah. Did not agree on yeah. things. Yeah. Not at all. But, but now like we're, we're good friends, you know, like we, mm-hmm. we get along really well. It was just that transition of getting to know him. Yeah. And like you said, your guard was up. Understandably, it's like, like being on defense. Mm-hmm. Like you were like not having it. You're like, no, no, no not yeah. feeling it. Yeah. But it, it took some time. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, so um, he started knowing more about God. He started inviting us. And eventually um, we went to this church that we, w- that we went to in Durham. And we met the pastors and they're amazing people. Like I, they're like a second pa- parents to me. Oh, like um, a second, like spiritual family. Yeah, mm, yeah. Beautiful. So then like. The pastors, they're, uh, especially the pa- uh, pastor's wife, she's really open. Mm-hmm. So he's like super open and centric, like always, you know, all over the place. So, and, and I was like really introverted, uh, you know, so she like kind of took me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And, like, and how did made, she do made that? Made me do things. Just, um, I don't know. Uh, she just kind of like incited me to keep on doing things mm-hmm. or like to be a part of things yeah and i would like reluctant reluctantly try to do it <laughs> yeah like, okay i guess i can try but like one of the examples is that she wanted me to be more into like youth groups mm. and uh doing more stuff with uh communities hmm? and like community yeah 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 oh, and yeah. even when it came to like being in the music group oh. so she was like you should try singing you know you should uh, do classes so that's when I started uh, doing classes like for guitar and like yeah. singing. So I went to that for a while. And how did you enjoy doing that? Like, um, I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was your favorite like instrument that you were playing? Uh, so I was doing guitar. Yeah. Um, for a while, and then I, I stopped because school got in the way. And, yeah. And obviously, music is I I enjoyed it, but it's hard. Like if yeah. it doesn't if it doesn't come to you, like some people like you see it and they catch it so fast. I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah, it's like natural <laughs> second nature. Yeah, you're natural. Like how do you get it so fast? Yeah. But for me, it took uh, learning it and like actually like being in it and better. Yeah. So I went, but then uh, it was like creating with school. Like I. It was uh, becoming too much. Yeah. So I just started doing like classes just for free and not paying for it. So like slowly yeah. learning, but not like having the pressure of learning. Yeah. So, yeah. And then 
um, I did singing classes, so I started singing at church. Really? Yeah. Were you like, you have a mic and yeah. you're singing? Oh, how yeah. nice. Like you were up there. Yeah. Like service was, is going on. I was up there singing. And you were up there in front of a crowd. <laughs> you know what? I've always thought worship people are impressive, not because it's a hard thing. I mean, it is a hard oh, thing to do. It's so hard. But it, because yeah. it's like you go up there and like I said earlier, like you're worshiping, mm-hmm. but you're not worshiping down in the pews. You're worshiping among the crowd, mm-hmm. but you're worshiping in front of the crowd and you're guiding the crowd in the worship. Like you got to feel it so that they can feel it and your emotions are helping lead them into worship. So I've always thought like worship is such an impressive place to be because all eyes are literally on you. Yeah. And it was, it was so nerve wracking because I remember the first time I was up there, like I was really shaking, like I was sweating. <sighs> <laughs> and I was nervous I was gonna forget the lines oh, and that yeah. was I started off as a backup singer oh okay so I wasn't even like the lead yeah <laughs> and you were already like and I was oh. already so nervous do you remember like um like like just stepping out and everything like starting and you being like okay like let's do this yeah uh, at first, at first, I was so into my head that like worshiping was so hard yeah like I would just sit I was I was standing up there and kind of like this like a statue yeah like I would sing but I wouldn't like hold my hand out like I was literally just like tense tense like super tense yeah oh my god and it took a long time for me to open up especially because I was also pretty new to the church so I also didn't have like a relationship or like knowing people personally yeah so I think that that was one thing yeah like you were thrown in because with that knowledge of I really don't know anyone here and yeah. I'm in front of this I crowd like of people that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like a crowd of strangers and I'm helping lead, helping lead worship. Wow, like how do they get you to do that? Because like did you immediately like when they offered you that position or like when they said like, oh, you should, you know, be a part yeah, of worship. So Are you like, was, yeah, I got it. it. Was, or were you like, It was no. all of the, the pastor's wife. Like I tell you, I don't know how she did it, but it's because she had a way of convincing you. <laughs> like, like you couldn't say no like uh, I wanted to say no but I couldn't say no yeah like okay I'm gonna do it to the best I can and yeah. just you know because I also like didn't want to like say no to her because she was you know yeah but but yeah to like to now like I, I think for I think her for like forcing me to do it yeah because I feel like if I would have said no then yeah, you would have missed uh, that yeah. experience and opportunity and also like a handful of memories, I yeah. imagine, that you got to experience. Did it make it worshiping in the crowd easier when it when you were able to like yeah. step yeah. down? Because even then before, like I was still really tense. Mm. Uh, like I would worship and everything, but I would still uh, be afraid to be in the spotlight. So yeah. I wouldn't like sing out or like say amen or whatever or yeah. Pick up my hand because I didn't want to like cause a scene. Yeah. Or like have people look at me. Yeah. So being put in a spotlight and having to learn how to do that in the spotlight, it changed a lot how I, I worship. Yeah. It cracked your shell mm-hmm. a little bit. It exactly. came out of your little shell. Well, it, it's amazing because like maybe, um, I don't want to speak for her, but maybe she saw that in you and said like, this will probably help yeah. her come out of her her shell. And even though like you were placed up there in the shell, mm-hmm. um, it probably like just really got you to kind of step out of your your little shell and and then appreciate being down and being like now I can raise my hand because they're definitely not looking at me. Yeah, not, not no, compared, because like, I was I was so there. reserved. Like even even before uh, started singing, I was so reserved. Like I would talk to people, but I was mainly just in my own bubble, mm. and I would just go just to go. Um, but 
Yeah, it definitely it definitely changed a lot, <laughs> especially when uh, like going back or going forward, uh, she started making me do more, you know, mm. like uh, learning more of the songs and actually having to like not being f- a full lead, but being like a second lead. Yeah. So like having somebody. What does that mean? So having to people sing pretty much like, oh, like okay. one person was seeing uh one main of the song mm-hmm. and then I was seeing another main of the song. Oh, okay. So like not having full control control of the song, but having two people sing pretty yeah, much. Yeah, having like it half and half and yeah. carry it together. Yeah, so I, I was still the spotlight, but not the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> and had you ever, like, were you ever given the entirety of the spotlight or were you always like... Yeah, yeah, later later on, yeah. Uh, so it, to, kept, it kept growing. Yeah, it wasn't I, had like, to, I had to sing songs on my own. Oh my god! <laughs> or at least lead songs, yeah. yeah. And then um, was this, well, I imagine you were singing in Spanish, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And was that difficult? Because, you know, like um, in school you're speaking English and probably listening to a lot of like, you know, like, like American songs, but then also practicing speaking, like not speaking, but singing in Spanish and Um, carrying the note. No, because I mean, originally my first language was Spanish. Mm. I didn't learn English until I started going to, to school. So mm-hmm. Spanish was all I knew, pretty much. Like at home, it was all Spanish. Wherever I went, it was all Spanish. My friends were English, yeah. Uh, especially, well, main, if I had friends that were Hispanic, it was like a bit of both, yeah. But Spanglish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever uh, school was all English, so yeah. I, w- I was used to. Even I would think that singing in English was felt more weird because yeah. I wasn't used to it. Yeah, you had but, adapted to it. Yeah. Oh, good. So you weren't too outside your comfort zone when it came to like singing in in that language you Mm -hmm. were more just uncomfortable with the or at the beginning stepping out into a crowd of people and being like all right i'm gonna help you lead worship and yeah how interesting it's impressive that she got you to go up there because like i the idea (laughs) not that it you know like it happened to me but like the idea of it ever had at that age happening to me i probably would have crumbled like i probably would have gotten in my head of like yeah i can do this and the moment i went on stage knowing myself i probably would have been like no i cannot Oh yeah, and, and I made mistakes. Like I was, I would, I would go up there and I would lead a song and I would make mistakes. But our church was uh, pretty small, mm-hmm. and at that point I knew people, so I I did get nervous, but I kind of like um, I knew them, so I knew they were going to judge me if I messed <laughs> up. <laughs> so yeah. I felt more secure. Yeah. If I if I forget forgot a word or, you know I. I started more like faster than the, than the song did or anything, so I I did mess up, but I felt more secure. Yeah. Now, if we were to go to like a different church, like visiting, yeah, I would get so nervous. Oh, so, like, yeah. I, I, I don't know people like I can't mess up. It has to be perfect. You yeah, know? Like, it's a new group of people. You know, I'm like. I'm kind of like representing my church. Yeah. So it was that stress that would come back when yeah. I would first start singing. Yeah. <laughs> and that was always like, it, it never went away, but it started getting easier to manage yeah. later on. Like you had better tools to, when you went up there, you're like, okay, yeah. well, I know like what I would, to expect. I would use my fear for, you know, like a motivation. Yeah. Instead of like going up or like going like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Again, like that's impressive. That's incredible. Yeah. And like with all of that, was there any a, a point now that you're going to Christian like mm-hmm. church, um, one, what did your dad think when you were finally like able to kind of actually go to, you know, like actually go to Christian church? Like this was actually something that you were doing more of. And then when did you start feeling like a personal connection with God? Like no longer a God that you fear, but one that you are 
in a relationship with? Yeah, so I think I would say, um, so all through middle school is when I was in the process of learning about mm-hmm. God. And I think high school was when I actually started having a relationship with God. Um, because all through middle school, it was when I was like learning with my dad. So I knew about him, but I was still, you know, how do you say it? Still like kind of clueless yeah. or guarded about it. Yeah. And then when we started going to church with my, my, my mom is when I started kind of like venturing out to uh, learn more of myself. I guess it started when we started going to different churches mm. and I started knowing more, you know, people my age, started making friends my age. Yeah. That's when I started like learning more about God or like, I guess they motivated me to like kind of take things in my own hand yeah. and not just kind of depend on my parents to mm. teach me. Do you remember the first thing you learned about God? More of like his character personally in your life or like, was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, how interesting, like anything that you remember at the beginning of your walk with him? Um, it's hard to say. Uh, well, when I was, when I was in middle school, um, I had like, me and my mom didn't have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. So I guess going from there, when I had all those issues with her is when I leaned more into God mm. pretty much. And I started seeing him more as, as a friend yeah, than just someone that I had to like, you know, follow the rules for because she just had, she had her own, you know, her own mindsets yeah. and I had my my mindsets. And like I said, she was super strict, you know, like I wanted to do so many things in school and she kind of like stopped me from doing it because she was so protective. Yeah. So like, I was like, I want to stay after school to do this and that. And she was like, no, because I can't go pick you up. And I was like, well, my friend wants to, wants to bring me home. And she's like, no, because I don't know them. Yeah. And then it got to a point where like I couldn't like get her to meet everybody. Yeah. So she could like trust that yeah. I would be okay. Yeah. So then I stopped doing things, you know, yeah. I stopped because I just couldn't, you know, she didn't let me. So that grew so much resentment with her mm. because I felt like she was stopping me from doing so many things from growing. Yeah. Because obviously I would do things in school, but there's so much you can do in school while school is going on. Yeah, you felt limited. Yeah, I felt very limited. And even then, like with friends, you know, like you can't, you can socialize in school, but you can't fully do it while you're in class or anything yeah. like that. So like, uh, let's go out to eat or let's go some something else. And then she would say no. Yeah. Or like invite them to the house or anything. Yeah. But at that point, my family was like so... I don't know. Like, I didn't want to involve my friends into what my family were doing yeah. pretty much. Or, like, bring yeah. them into my house. Yeah. You didn't feel comfortable bringing them into I, that space. Yeah. 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 So, but obviously, she wouldn't let me go out. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was really hard. So, then, that uh, caused, like, a barrier with me and her mm-hmm. to the mm-hmm. point where I felt that like I couldn't talk to her. Uh, you know, I saw her, like, as a stranger, kind of. Yeah. Because I, I didn't feel comfortable telling her things or being honest with her, but I was getting in trouble or feeling judged. Yeah. You didn't feel like there was open communication without judgment. Yeah. Like you immediately were like, I can't tell her this, but if I do, there's going to be like repercussion. There's going to be some reaction and I don't really want to deal with a negative reaction. Yeah. So 
that's where we're at. Like, me and my dad, like, I felt more open with him. Like, I felt mm-hmm. I could talk more with him. And so that's why, you know, I guess having that connection that I had with him and God, it helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Because then he started teaching me, you know, uh, whenever you, you're at home and you feel something like this, like, pray. Yeah. You know, whenever you feel alone, just pray. So yeah. even if I didn't have him in my household, I felt like I had a substitute, which was God. Yeah. And I couldn't talk to my dad, so let me talk to God. Yeah. <laughs> so that helped me grow a lot in um, in my relationship with him. And then when I started going to high school is when, you know, I got more involved with uh, singing and everything. And then we started going to different churches and I felt more open to, you know, learn more about him pretty wow. much. Yeah. yeah. Um. And the pastors helped a lot because at the church of mine that I used to go to, um, I would go, but I didn't have like a relationship with any of them there. Like yeah. I would just go to go with him. Yeah. But when I started going to this church uh, with my mom, then like the pastors, you know, they helped me open up more. I could talk to them, you know, she would help me out a lot. The pastor's wife. Yeah. Um, give me advice and everything. And I obviously had, we had some of the youth there. So I had friends there to yeah. lean on. So I think that's where it all started to shift a little. Yeah. And you had um, a community that if you had questions about God or biblical questions yeah. or anything in that aspect, you could walk up to them and ask and they yeah. would be like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like this, that, or have you, have you read this book in the Bible or have you yeah. tried praying about it? And like, I think spiritual community is very different Mm -hmm. because um, sometimes I say it probably sounds crazy for people listening to people like spiritually spiritually speak because it's stuff like the enemy and like you got to pray and Mm -hmm. you've got to trust God and you've all this stuff. And like I can understand why like hearing that from the outside being like, why, why, what do you mean? You know, like good things happen and bad things happen. Like good things happen to good people and bad things happen mm-hmm. to bad people. Um, but then it's like, I think that communities teach you, yeah, but bad things can happen to good people because yeah. that's what the book of Job teaches us is that like a fantastic man in the eyes of God, but like he was still targeted and attacked and like, you know, like horrible people can still have like a good outcome happen to them. So it's, it's very interesting that like when you have that community that you can lean onto and, and kind of learn the character of God a little bit more through guidance um, of others and also vulnerability too, because I think that also taught you to kind of be, like you said, a little bit more open, mm-hmm. which I feel like is a very hard thing to do when you first start in your walk of God, because you don't know how to handle so yeah. much. At least for me, I was like, I don't like, I think the only person that I would ever confide to was Dina because for some real reason, like I said, like she was crazy enough to understand <laughs> what I was saying half the time. I was like, I think this is going on. She's like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is going on. And I'm like, okay, great. But when you try to talk to somebody else who um, doesn't see that perspective or, you know, like also doesn't go to church and it is more of like, I don't know what you mean. You know, like when you tell someone like, oh, well, if someone does you wrong, you just turn the other cheek yeah, and you never strike back. And people are like, yeah, no, I can't relate to that. And so it's it's something about community too that is very helpful because then you you don't feel bad for saying like, and I didn't blow up. And they're like, yeah, like it's hard. Yeah. Versus telling someone else is like, I didn't blow up. And they're like, why not? There's so many things you could have said. I would have said them. And I absolutely understand that. But it's, it's something that I had to learn and understand that like 
like one kindness is one of the hardest things to do when you're yeah. following Jesus. Cause it's like your, your flesh and your body is like, I want to slap them. But then the love of God comes in and it's like, but that's not God honoring. And so I always say like, if someone who, who claims to follow Jesus is hateful though, and spiteful, then they're not truly following his heart because they're doing the opposite of what the example that he set mm-hmm. forward. And I think that community is amazing because they made you step out of your comfort zone and they put you up on worship. And like at the time you're like, Ooh, don't want to do this. But then you look back and you're like, but I grew so much from it. And now you can look back and maybe one day pour into some other young girl and be like, Hey girl, come, come get up on this stage. And you'll see them lock up the same way that you locked up, but then watch them grow spiritually. And so how is your relationship with God now? Like now that you have been graduated from high school in like, you know, years and you are now an adult and in the real world, like, how do you feel like your relationship with God has been? Like how, how has he used his relationship with you and your relationship with him and how, how in like the pain that is real life been affected by it? Like, yeah. What has God done with that? Yeah. So with everything that's, that's happened, that, that I've lived through, you know, God has always been there. He's always, like he has put us in some really hard situations, but I've noticed that, like how they say that, you know, God always bends, but he never breaks. Yeah. So he'll put you in all these situations, all these hardships, but you'll never like be hurt from it. Yeah. Like you'll be emotionally distraught, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Play-Doh. You'll like never he's be like putting you through that spaghetti Play-Doh thing. Yeah. Like he stuffs you in and he squeezes you out, but you're still like. Yeah. You're still usable and you're, moldable, you're but you're exhausted. Yeah. yeah. It's like just, how much more? But yeah, so he's he's just taught me, you know, that um that I can trust in him, you know, mm-hmm. that yeah. he has put me through the worst situations. But even if I'm if even if I'm going through the worst thing, like I know that it's only a stepping stone. I know that he's gonna get me out of it eventually. You know, I just have to yeah. ride it out like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just um, I feel like now I can just trust him more. Mm. Like I know that when, when things happen, when bad things happen, I might feel hurt. I might, you know, feel a lot of things because yeah. I'm human. But at the end of it, like once I get all that out, all that anger out, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know that that God's there. I know yeah. that he did it for a purpose. Yeah. You know, I know that even if it's the lowest point, yeah. that he's going to get me out of it. So I guess it's just that, that security. Yeah. And I feel like those are one of the toughest things to learn is when you've gone through something emotionally breaking Mm -hmm. and in that moment, you're like, God, where are you? You Mm -hmm. know, and then there somehow, some way God finds a way to teach you that he was there. But in that moment, you don't see it. You're kind of like, I mean, to be very vulnerable, like I've had times in the past where I've gotten upset and I've been like, what the heck? Like, where were you? What, what, what What were you doing? Like, like, why did you allow this to happen? And a month past, like a month will go by or even a week and I can look back and I can see like, oh, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand what was going on. And even like, um, one of the things that I think I have found is even like the whole point of the podcast is like your pain can help someone else deal with their own. And it's not that God rejoices in us suffering, but I feel like even as a parent, when you see your child trying to like do something and you could do it for them, but then mm-hmm. inevitably you would just be like, you would be slowing their development 
because you're stepping in for them way too much versus like allowing them to fall and learn about gravity. And I feel like a lot of the times life, God allows us to fall and he allows us to struggle. And it's just interesting because like, yeah, like because of that pain, you somehow learn to trust God, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like you said, like you can bend, but not break, or he can mold you like, like clay and put you in all of these shapes and forms. And somehow you come out and you come out loving him more after all of that pain, you know, yeah. you end up trusting him more after all of that pain. Yeah. You know, it sounds crazy saying yeah. it, but you do. You come out and you're like, like, wow, God, you truly are faithful. You truly are incredible because somehow I've come out of this stronger and better. Um, but when you're in it, like you you can grow a little hurt until you learn to trust it, you know, yeah. like because then stepping into bigger pains, you're like, wait a minute, like God has worked through this before he must be doing something. At least with myself, I've learned to start doing that. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, like this looks bad to me, but I only get my perspective of it. Mm-hmm. What's God's perspective? Like God must have a plan, you know? Cause I've, I've, I've learned to trust him and I've learned to receive and seek him. So there must be a plan in here somewhere. So before I freak out, before I start panicking and um, like de- deciding that everything's falling apart, let me take a moment and think like, what is God doing in this moment? Because yeah. I definitely can't see it. My my perspective is limited. So I really like that you say that your relationship with God, that you're able to trust him more because that's, that's one of the hardest things to learn how to do in your yeah. walk with God is to learn how to trust him and give control over to him. I don't know, for me, that's always been like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to give this control, but then you immediately like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm gonna try to do this thing. So like, it's good that you yeah, it's, can look back It's a at big that. shift because I remember when I was, when I was young in middle school, like that time I think was like the hardest time that I've had ever. Um, just because I was, I was growing, you know, you're so young, all these emotions are growing, <laughs> but, and then just not having a great relationship with my mom, mm-hmm. like, I think I just, I just made it worse. Because I was learning how to like, like learning myself, you know, learning yeah. what I wanted to do, but not having that security at home yeah, was really hard. Um, and I, I leaned a lot on my friends, like the yeah. friends that I had, you know, Dina, my best friend, she was a person that I talked to the yeah. most. And in that time, she wasn't even Christian, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... So it, it did make it kind of hard because like I had this thing where I knew God, you know, yeah. but she, she didn't, you yeah. know, she was, so I got a, a perspective, perspective of her, but not in, you know, a God way. Yeah. Yeah. But she was really helpful because, you know, even when I wasn't, when things were, were so bad, hard at home, you know, I had her to lean on Yeah. and she became like my family yeah. inside of my family. So I I'm, think re- I'm really thing- thankful that I had her because I didn't, I don't know how I would do or how, where I'd be now if I didn't have her in that time. I honestly it was think so hard. that's the thing about Dina is she's the type of person where she will not walk away from you. Yeah. Dina is not the no, type of person that no matter what you're going through and the amount of pressure mm-hmm. for some reason, that girl will stand there with you and hold it up with you. And like, like you said, like, yeah, like she wasn't Christian and when I got to reconnect with her after middle school and high school, she was starting to walk with the Lord more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just interesting to me because like, I wasn't, I wasn't with the Lord. I was, girl, I say it all the time. I had a sailor mouth. It was <laughs> bad. I like, 
God really made, like I look back and it was a whole different person and I didn't change because I wanted to be this perfect version of myself. I changed because the love of God guided me through just a loving version of myself, a kind version of myself. But I look back at it and I'm like, D- how did she stay my friend? Like I had such, like she actually was on her walk with God and she was growing close with him and she was vulnerable with him. And I was not, mm-hmm. and she still was my friend. Like now I'm like, why would you keep me as your company? Like why I was not like the best example. I feel like, I mean, I got pregnant at 16. I gave birth at 17. Not saying bad that like, that's a bad example, but I, but I did it. I've done it so I can talk about it. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't walking with the Lord and I had such a horrible sailor mouth and I was just so lost and such a worldly person and, and and an angry person that like, I look back and I truly am like, how was Dina so consistent in her friendship with me? Like she didn't ever abandon our friendship. She never said, you know what? Like you're down the wrong path. And I really want the best for you, but I'm also going to separate myself. She never even like t- told me what to do. And I think that she's a beautiful example of a Christian, like of a love yeah. of Jesus, because never did she ever say to me, like, what are you doing? You know, she could have at any point. All she ever did was love on me, pray for me and invite me to church yeah. is her consistent. Hey, there's this event going on. Will you come? And because I loved her so much. And she was such a loving friend. I was like, yeah. And I would go for her, not for me. I would go because I wanted to be there for her. Like this was something that she found important. Therefore I find it important. And because of that, because of her consistent in her friendship with me, it's so weird to now look and be like, wow, like you were perfectly fine inviting me to church. Like you wanted Mm -hmm. me there with you. And so like you say that and it's like her, like even when she wasn't, like her character remained true to you and her friendship with you, like how she loved on you and how she was there for you and how she became your family. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you and me have both experienced Dina differently, Mm -hmm. but individually. And, but like when we come together, her character is still the same. It's still the same. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And it was, it was helpful because like like I said, like a lot lot of the friends that I had, you know, I lost them just because I couldn't keep in touch with them. You know, Mm -hmm. I, couldn't see them outside of school. Yeah. So I had friends in middle school. Um, you were one of them, you know. Uh, yeah. But you know, we, <laughs> like after middle school, we kind of just lost contact. We lost contact. Because I we, think all, we that, all went separate ways. You know, I didn't see you after that. I couldn't yeah. see you after that because, you know, my parents were so... Yeah. And my mom was very Catholic strict yeah. also. And I, I went into a whole, another whole, like, I agree. Like, we definitely separated. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, we were both dealing with our own things Mm -hmm. and yeah like I was busy getting pregnant um (laughs) but but Dina was still there and I love that yeah and she was still there and she and you know she tried hard you know even though we went to you know different high school she still found a way to keep in contact with me yeah and obviously my my family knew her so she my mom was more you know susceptible to letting me see her yeah um so we still kept in contact, even yeah. though I, I didn't see her every day. And, you know, days could go by, weeks could go by, and I could still talk to her like I saw her yesterday. Yeah. And that was so helpful. And I think that's a friendship that you don't see very often. No. <laughs> because, it, like, when you see friendships, you're like, we have to keep in contact yeah. all the time. Like, if we let time pass, you know, it, 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 it kind of just disintegrates. You know, a or, bit. or we grow until we grow, we grow different, into different people. Yeah, with different pretty interests. Pretty much. So, but with her, it was like, you know, we could grow because we, we, we all grow in different ways. Yeah. You know, uh, she, when she started becoming a Christian, she became a Christian a whole different way, you know, yeah. 
uh, different than mine. Yeah. And when, when we came back together, um, she, uh, you know, <laughs> when, when we came apologize. back together, I have cat and background we, we, noises. <laughs> yeah, <you're saying>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah she, when when we came back together and and talked about you know her walk with god um and how different it was it kind of felt like we went through the same thing you know like yeah. like no time had passed pretty mm-hmm. much yeah yeah i think i remember the first time i saw dina after middle school this was like after middle school mm-hmm. summer vacation like she was at our orientation and she wasn't even going to the school. Like, I don't know um, if she went with you to the high school orientation or like, I just know that I saw her there. I don't know what she was doing there. I don't know if she just rolled up to say hi to people. Mm-hmm. But when I went to the Northern like school orientation, she was there, mm-hmm. which my jaw dropped. because what the heck are you doing here? And I don't remember honestly if she went with me or if she just went to... I would not be surprised if she just to went. Go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> but she was there. And I remember that like I hugged her and it truly felt like no time had passed. And I like we both started crying. I'm talking about like I was crying. She was crying. Why are we crying? It's only been three months. But mm-hmm. I think we both understood that like we're really not going to be able to see each other again for a long time. Yeah. Because I, I didn't see her throughout the four years of high school. Again, I said I was getting pregnant. Like, I was busy. Yeah. Like I had but things. it's it's crazy how it was only three months, but not having contact with someone. Like, it feels like there was such a big time dance. Yeah. After you saw her. Yeah. And it goes back to, like, you know, like, not having contact with people. Yeah. You know, like, you see them, you're like, those three months were like so different. Like yeah. we're, I'm a whole different person now. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know who that was three yeah. months ago. Don't know her. And yeah. it's, yeah. And it's, she's such a beautiful embodiment of God's love. Like, yeah. like knowing Dina is, is also knowing God's character because mm-hmm. she represents him. Like she is such an amazing ambassador for God. Mm-hmm. Like she is on fire for the Lord, but very open and loving and caring. And again, like she loved me when I was such a worldly person Mm -hmm. and again, like was such a good friend to me. And I look back at that and I'm like, how the heck were you friends Mm -hmm. with me? Um, I I don't know how she did it, but she stayed friends with me. She stayed loving and caring and, and humble. And so I love that about her. And, and yeah, so it's like a beautiful representation of, of God's character. And I do love that. Like while you're going through all of that, like God just was able to place such a good friend in your Mm -hmm. life that could help keep you rooted even if she wasn't there in her walk yet yeah and and i'm really thankful because like i said he put me through so many hard things but he still had someone there for me to get me out of like like yeah to talk to uh to bring me back to i guess yeah the goodness you know yeah so so i was really thankful for that um that's incredible yeah and just it's just funny when you look back and you get to see God's like handprint on your life and how he put pieces in a particular place yeah so like I said earlier it makes it easier for you to trust the Lord when you are where you are now and like something does get difficult because then Mm -hmm. you're like okay well you must have a plan yeah like you've had one before and you'll have one now and I I heard one person once say like I've gotten over worse I've I've made it through worse so I, I can make it through this and Again, why like community and so is so important. Like being alone is is easier mm-hmm. because being vulnerable is hard. And when you follow God, it, He calls you to be vulnerable because then you are able to like step in the community and have people step in for you. But it's like one of the hardest things to do to say mm-hmm. I'm not okay right now. Um, 
And then that's in like any community, like whether that's at work or church or just like being open with people, because then people know where you are on the day. Like they know what you're struggling with versus you keeping it inside and not being able to rep, like show them what's going on. But then when they talk to you, they're picking up on something being wrong. But, you know, either they're not going to ask because they don't want to intercede and they don't want to push. But yeah, so I really, really love that you grew up in that community aspect, you learned Mm -hmm. how to be open, you learned how to be vulnerable, you learned how important it is to do that, because that was something that I recently learned how to do, like, I'm talking about like, two years ago, (laughs) learned how to do, like, I just was a lockbox, and then I slowly started to see what comes from being open and vulnerable, and what it's like to let people in on what's going on. Yeah, and for me, it took a long time, because I remember, in middle school, like I was always so adamant. Like in school, I was always happy. Yeah. You know, I never showed what was going on at home. Mm. Um, even though I felt so many things, you know, I had so much anger in me. Yeah. When it came to being in school, and that's all. Everybody was like, "You're so so happy, so positive," and then like, that was like a way of like a Masking barrier. It. Yeah, yeah, I was like hiding the real thing the, that I was feeling. Yeah, and then I would go home. And then all the problems will come back, you know, uh, all the issues at home, all the fights and everything, you know. uh, So it was like school was kind of like an escape from all that, you know, where I could be someone that wanted to be happy, someone that, uh, you know, wanted this perfect life. And then I would go home and then I was like kind of like going back to reality. Yeah, (laughs) it's like and now I step into what is my life at home. But like leaving, it's like I can create this reality outside where I am happy. I am okay. I have friends. I am well put together. And Mm -hmm. it's like scary when you're alone, because when you're alone, it's like you're left with what's real. You know, like there is no mask to wear. Like not because my siblings, you know, they were so young. I couldn't really talk to them about things that were going on because they were still little. Yeah. So I felt really alone. Yeah. Because like not having a... And not, not, not being able to talk to your mom, it was really hard because, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't, I couldn't have that friend at home. Yeah. So I felt really alone. Yeah. And if I didn't have, you know, Dina where I could like call her up and tell her, you know, I feel this way or yeah. this is going on. And then she would give me a reassurance. Yeah. Then I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Because I had like, there was so many bad thoughts. Like even yeah. if, even if I knew that God was there, I guess I didn't know him enough to trust that whatever was going on would be okay i uh, would be okay yeah so i was had like you know these thoughts and it wasn't like about suicide because i was like in a way i felt that like that was bad yeah you know because i i felt like i knew right from wrong you know yeah. i felt like like if i felt those thoughts god would be mad you know yeah or if i did something to harm myself god would be mad i couldn't yeah. i couldn't do that you yeah. know but it didn't stop me from feeling those those feelings. Yeah, those know? strong emotions that like, overcome you. Yeah. But I get into a point to feeling like, why am I here? You know, why was I born? Like, yeah. Was I like, was it a mistake? You know, yeah. all that. So it was a really hard time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like having to go through that and not knowing if things would change. Yeah, and and what yeah. what God had you here for? Yeah. Like, what do you have me here for? And so, if you could talk to your younger self in that time? Like if you could like have her in front of you, what would you have said to her? Like, what would you say to her in, in that sense of like trusting God and and like, I promise you, like this is just a growing period in your time. Like, what would you say? 
Um, I would just say, you know, like, don't lose hope, you know, just be the best person you can be and that things will get better. Yeah. Because at that point, I didn't know that things would get better. <laughs> wow, that's good. A lot of the times we we will live in the moment and be yeah. like, this can't get better. Yeah. And especially when, when you're 15, you're like, you feel like the world, the world revolves around you and everybody's staring at, at you, everybody's looking at you and you just... You don't see anything past your life. Yeah. Pretty much. Like you don't you don't think about the future. You don't think about what you're gonna do like how adults do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like now I'm always thinking about what's gonna be in the future. But back then it was just, you know, what's gonna happen tomorrow. Yeah. But not how my life would be later on. Yeah. So I was like, I wanna be eighteen, you know, I want to escape from this and yeah you know become an adult and like have things be different yeah like you know, oh boy um, they're different and <laughs> just a new level of heart i'm saying like you don't you don't know like you don't know what it all entails to be an adult you just know yeah. that you're you're this defenseless kid that nobody listens to and then you feel alone because nobody understands you yeah so you want to be an adult so you can feel different yeah you're feeling yeah and so. then you step in and you're like <laughs> you're like this is not what i want this is not what i want to go back go back go back a lot so, of us are like oh gosh so i guess it goes back to your question like if i were to talk to younger me i would say like don't be so um quick to grow up mm, like yeah like stop getting your head like do more things that you that you can do at your age that you can't do when you're an adult yeah you, know, you like, have all the time in the world yeah, like have more fun you know explore more things yeah um even if your parents don't let you, like, try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, w- I would just say, you know, like, just enjoy being young. Yeah. Because I felt like for so long, I I was forced to have to grow up. Mm. You know, especially because my mom was so absent. You know, I had to I had to learn how to do things on my own, you know. Yeah. Like, even riding a bike, like, she didn't teach me that. Like, I had yeah. to learn that on my own. A lot yeah. of things that I had to explore on my own. Yeah. It's because I guess I didn't have that teaching. Yeah. So, yeah, and even with my siblings, uh, you know, when I was in high school, my mom was always working, my sister was working. So I had to had to become like a parent to yeah. them in a way, instead of being their sibling. Yeah. So, yeah, so when I, when I think back, I'm like, I don't remember like a kid me. Yeah. Because I just see this adult that had to be an adult even... Yeah. Take on that responsibility. Yeah. To carry all of that. Yeah. And do you ever look back and and see God helping you and all of that? Do you ever like, wow, like Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like if I didn't have him, then I don't know what way my life would have turned. Like I don't Mm. know if I would have been, you know, in the wrong crowd or Mm -hmm. uh just doing bad things that I that I knew were bad, but still doing it because I was going through those things. Yeah, I feel like if I if I didn't have um, if I didn't know him and I didn't feel fearful of him, yeah, then I would have done some things that I would have regretted now. Yeah, you know. Wow. So it was definitely a big help. I mean, <laughs> feeling like he guarded you yeah, from he, yourself. Yeah, he guarded me from a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. especially in high school. You know, yeah. when there's so many temptations. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he guarded me from all those things. Yeah, and that's that's so good because. I think your knowledge of him and being like, even though it was like from a fearful standpoint of like, well, I, yeah. I th- know that God wouldn't want me to hurt myself. Mm-hmm. And now you see it from a loving standpoint that he's like, well, I just don't want you to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't want you to, to feel pain. 
But back then, I was like, oh, I don't want him to get mad at me for yeah, hurting yeah, myself. Yeah, before, it was like, kind of like my mom. Like, if I do this, now she's going to, like, take it away from me or, like, I'm going to get in so, like, so much trouble. But now, when I see it, I'm like, he was just trying to protect me. Yeah. You know? Wow. So it's, it's a, now that I'm older, I see things differently. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, it's our frontal lobes are developed mm-hmm. and they're putting yeah. in work. Yeah. Um, so I feel like <laughs> when your frontal lobe is not developed and you're walking with God, God's just like, oh gosh, it's like keeping them away. Like when they're, when you're a baby or a toddler waddling around, your parents are like just trying to keep you away from sharp corners. And so like when you're a teenager, there's still sharp corners, but in different, like mm-hmm. in different ways, like it looks different. It is different. And so God continues to try to guard you from that. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. that with you, it was different in the sense of like, you grew up Catholic, but then your dad started to begin to plant seeds early on in your life of his relationship with God. And mm-hmm. he helped, he helped guide you along the way as well. Like even, even though your mom was also planting them, they were just planted different and you mm-hmm. were receiving it and I, you were valuing it. Um, and like we're accepting it and growing from it and learning relationship. And then you started to go on a worship team. And so then all of this started to really fit into your protection and, and keeping you safe from yourself, from yeah. those thoughts can, that can be so loud sometimes. Um, and you're able to look back at it and kind of see his footprints in your life and see mm-hmm. how he played a part and, and be so thankful that now if you are faced with difficulty, again, you're just like, okay, time to lean to God and trust whatever it is that he has for yeah. me. Yeah. But now that I speak with my dad, you know, because he was the one that opened that door for me. Mm-hmm. And in high school, obviously, I, I got more busier, you know, uh, I couldn't see him every weekend. Mm-hmm. And so I started feeling like less bad about it because I was so busy. He understood. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So then when I started going more with God, it was more on my way instead yeah. of, you know, with him because it was just different. Yeah. Like he had his own thing, but I would see him here and there. Yeah. But I wouldn't depend on it. Anymore. Yeah. And even with like my mom, when she was walking with that, it was more of, she was kind of going through that struggle. Yeah. Because she had her, her own issues, you know, that she had to go through her own family issues that were kind of like guarding her. Yeah. Um, And as I, as I became older, you know, my relationship with her got better mm. because I became older. And then I was able to talk to her and understand why she was the way that she was. Yeah. And I was more understanding on her character and why she was so protective. Yeah. And so uh, the resentment that I felt for her when I was younger kind of changed and I kind of got into her shoes. Yeah. But I guess it took, it took me getting older to understand her. Yeah. And see her more as a, as a friend than, yeah, as, than a foe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like God has a tendency of, um, softening our hearts mm-hmm. and under, like, I love when you said her character, because I feel like God has a way of being like, no, but look at their character instead of feeling defensive and they're your mm-hmm. foe. Like you were able to see her as a friend and mm-hmm. also like meet her in that space and like, Oh, like my mom's got this going on. And so she probably projected something onto oh, yeah, me. And because for so stuff. long she was herself she was so guarded with her mm-hmm. with what was going on with her and i guess she didn't talk to me about it because you know i was so young yeah but like i didn't i didn't know what was going on you know like yeah. i knew that she had a, a hard life you mm-hmm. know raising me uh being a single parent but i didn't know to what extent yeah. or what was going on when she was young yeah to know why she became so protective and so yeah. guarded with herself so right. yeah 
That's amazing. I think it's incredible to listen to people's individual stories mm-hmm. and kind of see how God showed up for them individually mm-hmm. and like for every individual person because there really is like a different story behind yeah. every name and behind every person and like and so many can relate to and I I know for a fact that so many can relate to you having to take on that responsibility having to carry that weight but also like looking back and seeing God help you carry that weight and see how he was able to to guide you and, and grow you and now that you're older and in the real world you can say like okay like I had to grow up I didn't really get a childhood because I had mm-hmm. so much responsibility I had to take and yeah. so it makes you value life now too because you're like okay well I know that I'm gonna value things a little bit more and mm-hmm. see it from the perspective of everyone so I, I yeah like I'm so sure that there are people out there who are like yeah girl me too like first mm-hmm. generation you know having to help with the younger siblings or having to help getting them ready for school or just simply like translating for parents too yeah and even then like once I got older there was always still a part of me I guess like the enemy working that I felt resentment because mm-hmm. you know as my as my siblings grew up uh like my mom was was barely present when I was growing up yeah. because she had to work uh, my grandma took care of me so I, I barely saw her yeah but with my siblings you know she was able to spend more time with them you know they I don't want to say spoiled because we're not rich or anything yeah but they got more things that that yeah. I didn't you know yeah and with my sister you know my mom was a bit more lenient yeah she would let her go out with like friends here and there and like yeah. I guess she tried different things with them than she did yeah. with me yeah. So there was always a little bit of that resentment yeah. as to like why she was different with them than she was with me. Yeah. And even then, like, for example, like I had to ride the bus for school, like all, all my school years from, yeah. from kindergarten to. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. Oh, that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. But um, with my, with my siblings, you know, she was able to like, at, at some point was able to like take them to school Mm. Or like take them out for breakfast before going to school. Spend a little more one-on-one time yeah. with them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So there was always that resentment as to why I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. And obviously when I when I grew up, I understood, you know, that she had to provide for us. Yeah. But there was still always, you know, that feeling. Yeah. That always lingered. Yeah. Like um, you reminiscing and wishing that you yeah. had just gotten yeah. to experience and, that. And I guess that resentment came back when we started having issues with my sister Mm. um because when she you know obviously we grew up in the same setting but i guess her upbringing was different yeah um we went to the same high school but you know she had her own different things going on she struggled with you know feeling abandonment because of her dad you know she never understood what happened with her dad and the type of person that he was yeah and obviously she had my stepdad um but I guess she knew that he wasn't her dad. So yeah. she always had like, that was like, you're not my dad type. Yeah. <laughs> like he was, yeah. he was like, you're not my dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't tell me anything. Yeah. So, so yeah. So she always had that. And then when she started having issues in school, um, is when I started feeling that because I'm like, she got more things that I didn't. Yeah. And she's like throwing it away. Like she's being a rebel about it. Like yeah. She's making all these mistakes. Yeah. So, that kind of reminds you of like the prodigal son. You're yeah. like, I did everything right. I stayed. I didn't go away. Yeah. And she's yeah. rebelling and doing all this stuff and actually got her treasures and spent them all. Yeah. And she got everything. Yeah. Like, 
you know, even she even had me in a way that I was able to help her with school and everything. And I didn't have anybody. Like yeah. I had to learn things on my own. My parents yeah. didn't didn't help me with homework because they didn't know like homework or even the language. You yeah, know? what the heck is this? But yeah. my siblings had me. Yeah, like you could you could help them and guide them yeah. in that aspect. So I'm like, she had all these things that were that were in her favor, and she still messed up. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that created a resentment with her and with my parents. Yeah. But yeah, and I I think that the problems we had with my sister like when they when they came out kind of brought me more closer to my mom mm. too yeah because I saw her you know suffering and having to deal with what, what she was doing you know my sister she hid so many things from us yeah um like even from from middle school like we didn't know some things that that she did that kind of yeah. came to light when we found out what she was hiding in high school yeah you know so she was hiding um a secret boyfriend mm. and I was seeing you know, my mom she was strict but when we got older she was like you know you can you can have boyfriends but I want to meet them you know and all that yeah. but the boyfriend that she had was not like a good person yeah so she knew that she wasn't was going to be acceptable be so, yeah. so she kept it hidden and so when and before that like we, we didn't have issues with her you know she had her own things she had a bigger attitude than I did mm. but that's her personality yeah so I was like you know it was her personality and nothing was going on so when we discovered what she was hiding and the fact that she like was going out with this dude, dude that you know like introduced her to like weed and all this yeah. other stuff um then that's when her like her true self came out mm. or not I don't want to say her true self but the person that she was hiding outside from home yeah wow um mm-hmm. So that's when she was like trying to just like retaliating and everything, you know, and it got to a point where like she just didn't want to be home. You know, she ran away from home for two weeks. Oh, wow. Um, So that that time for my mom was was really hard yeah. because she was like she was gone. You know, we yeah. didn't know anything about her. And it was in, in the same time as like the pandemic was going on. Like, oh, right on my it. gosh. So. Yeah getting the help from the police or like yeah. getting anything was like so hard because everything was shut down. Yeah. Um, so like we had to move on our own, you know, yeah. and having to go out and talk to people when the pandemic was going on was like really scary. Yeah. Because it was like a really big thing. Yeah. At that yeah. time. So wow. yeah, it was, it was a really hard time for her and for me too, because I felt like because she saw me as a parent, I kind of felt um, like it was my fault too, in a way. Yeah. Because I guess I, I didn't give her enough trust in me that she could trust me or yeah. talk to me. Yeah. That she saw me more of a of a parent. Yeah, you felt like, like she couldn't um, like come to you. Yeah. Like she couldn't confide in you. Yeah. Yeah, because like you would always like you know hang out, go places. I would take her shopping if she wanted to. She loves makeup, so yeah. she always asked me to take her to, uh, you know, a makeup place and everything. So yeah. we had that, but we never talked about what was um, going on, what was going on with her personally. Mm-hmm. And I would ask her, so it would be like, how's school? And she would be like, it's fine, you know, yeah. but I just, I didn't think much of it. I was like, no, maybe she just doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Which I, yeah. I got because I was, you know, I was in her, her place. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know to the extent what was going on. Yeah. Not to the point where she was, you know, going through some things in school. Yeah. And just like skipping school and all that. Like I didn't know any of that. Yeah. 
until we found out. Yeah. And so, I imagine that that was just. Yeah. Like I didn't know what was going on. And, and she knew God too. Like we, we would go to church, you know, like she knew that, but I guess she just didn't have the relationship that I did. Yeah. Or, She's on her own path at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. Like she didn't, she didn't grow up with that, like the way that I did. Yeah. Um, so she knew about God, but she just didn't have a relationship with him. Like she was, she was still like, you know, up there with me sometimes, you know, like she was, mm-hmm. she was, she's really gifted when it comes to music Wow! and she yeah. can, she can pick up an instrument and like find a tune really fast. Wow. She has a good ear for that. Yeah. Uh, way, way more than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while I was up there singing, you know, she was already like doing like, here's like small small songs here and there with, with the guitar yeah. and she was really good at it. Yeah. So, um, so she was really gifted with that, but I guess it wasn't enough because she just didn't know God to the yeah. extent. Yeah. So, um, like she had the talent and she had the knowledge, but she just didn't have the relationship with him. Yet. Yeah. Like and she, I feel like if, if she would have let herself know God that she would, um, would have been like a bit uh, different. You know, yeah. like she would be like a huge worshiper now. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it just depends on a person, you know? Yeah. And everyone is on such a different path yeah. and timeline because, um, yeah, like, for example, like you were on your walk with God before Dina and then Dina was on her walk mm-hmm. before me. I was definitely the last one in the group to hop on because I was like, no, I'm good. I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And finally, like everyone is such on a different path and like, when it comes to God, like he's a God of consent. So he's not going to like bust down the door and yeah. say like, you and me are going to like grow together and, and I'm going to teach you how to like do life. Like he's more of like, I'm going to patiently sit here and just yeah, wait. And it takes an incentive. Like uh, he's, like you said, he's not going to push you away into your life. Um, you have to invite him in. Yeah. You have to be yeah. willing to let him into that. Yeah. yeah. Like you can, you can know so much about him that you've learned or that you've heard, but if you don't personally let him into your life, then he's kind of just going to be, you know, on the outside, just looking at you. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with her. Um, but, but yeah. Yeah. So when she went through all that, um, you know, obviously she came back home and things were hard for a while because we just, we didn't have that trust with her. Yeah. Um, like the times that she tried to run away, uh, it's, it's a lot, (laughs) Yeah. but it got to the point where like, she even like sold my backpack, you know, to pack stuff because my mom had taken everything from her. Yeah. She wouldn't go away. So she stole my backpack. Uh, she stole her bike, you know, to leave. Not your backpack. Huh? I said, not your backpack. <laughs> right. And I was, I was so mad because when, <laughs> so that, that day that she did that, my mom obviously, you know, caught up to her. We, we found out that she had left. Yeah. Because she left at the window uh, and she took the bike. Yeah. So, um, we caught up to her. And then when she came back home, like I was, I just felt this rage Yeah. because like, she just like, I'm, I'm really adamant about my stuff and like people touch you myself. I'm yeah. really OCD when it comes to that. So to wake up and see that she just had tossed my things on the floor mm. and taken my, my personal belongings, it just, I had this you rage. You felt violated. Yeah. And you it wasn't violated. because I'm materialistic, not at all, 
But it's just the fact that she stripped that from me. Yeah. And like, yeah. found it so easy to take my thing. Like, and didn't, just, you feel like she didn't sit there and say like, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't abuse Yeah, and that. the, that's the thing that for so long, like she, I mean, I guess even to this day, she never fully apologized to me mm. um, about doing that. I kind of just had to learn to forgive her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, she's young and she's going through some things. So, so yeah, I, I never got an apology from her. Um, so I had to like, had to pray and tell yeah. God to tell me to, or like help me forgive her. Yeah. Because for so long I had so much resentment. Yeah. And not just uh-huh. the, the resentment of, of that and then her running away, but the the pain that she put my mom through. Yeah. You know, like knowing like uh, when I was older and like the things that my mom had gone through and then piling that up and then having her you know mm. more pain because those two weeks that she was gone she was like in so much pain you know she yeah. was crying every day yeah she still went through her, her her daily routine but you know she would sit down in the afternoon and like barely eat just really sad yeah and and I felt that sadness but I felt like I had to be strong for her yeah so I couldn't let myself cry in front of her you know yeah you were trying to be strong for the both yeah, of you yeah I would do that behind closed doors which was a thing that I was so good at you know yeah yeah. <laughs> you know trying to be strong and positive yeah. in the light but then on my own time is when I would like let it all out yeah. and be like God why are we going through this yeah or why are you putting us through this so um yeah and so when when that was going on like I had, I, I guess I had more time with my mom and that's when we got a bit closer because, yeah. you know, we would talk more. Through that brokenness, you yeah. guys were able to seek one another out yeah. and, and come together for it. Yeah. So in a way, it helped us become closer. Um, and even now, like now, it's like the same thing, but we're more we're more close to New York now. Like I feel like I am equal to her. Yeah. Like not as my mom, but as a friend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can talk about I can talk to her about something and then like she won't judge me now or yeah. like I can be more open with her yeah. and she can be open with me you know like she we can we can sit down and like if she needs to cry she's gonna cry you know yeah like, you guys she's can going, be vulnerable together yeah like if she's going through something she can cry to me and tell me what's going on and I'll try to give her the advice that I you know that I feel yeah 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 and you guys are able to be there for one another now after I mean after such a difficult. Yeah thing to go through and I love that you were able to forgive her even though you never got that apology because a lot of people like can relate that they never got an apology and the yeah. hardest thing is to forgive when you weren't even asked to forgive yeah. and like even for me like saying like I talked about it in my episode like like that pain that I felt and then also coming coming to a place where I can just be like but I forgive you know yeah. because there's like Once you forgive, you let go of that power that can sit over you and that pain and that resentment. And it's a hard thing to do, especially when like you never feel like you got closure from it. Yeah. But you still choose to lean on to God and just like you said, pray and and forgive and yeah. move on from it. Yeah. And it was really hard because, you know, while she was going through that, uh, obviously, you know, we shared a room. So when she would like, you know, leave from the window Um, it kind of fell on me because my mom was like, she kind of like blamed it on me. She was yeah. like, how couldn't you have heard that she left yeah. or this or that? Or why wouldn't you be more, you know, um, settled to what's going on? Yeah. I'm like, it's not my fault. Yeah. You know, 
but I felt like she was blaming me. Yeah, um, that guilt. And later on, I understood that, you know, she was just protecting things because of all the anger she felt and everything. Yeah. So yeah. it was not that she was blaming me, but, you know, she was just trying to, you know, get it all out. Yeah. But in a moment, way. I, in that moment, I felt that she was blaming me and yeah. that everything fell on me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Um. What a difficult, difficult thing to go through. Yeah. Um as a family yeah. and to also just all of it sit there and, and then come closer together and, and grow from it and kind of look back at it and still see the goodness of God in it. Yeah. But that's, I, that's I think that we really needed that to happen because, you know, before that happened, I felt like my family, we, cause it's, you know, it's my stepdad, my mom, my two siblings and my grandmother. Yeah. And I felt like we all just went, uh, you were just going through the motions, you know, like yeah. I was doing my own thing, school, working, my parents were doing their thing, the kids were doing their thing, my grandma was still working. Yeah. So when that happened with her, it kind of gave us a realization that, you know, we need to be more united as a family. Wow. Like we need to yeah. have more talks or like, because even then before, like we all, like we don't have like a dinner time, you know, like yeah. we, we, ne- we never did. Yeah. But even before, like, you know, I would... I would get home, I would eat at my own time. Yeah. Every day at my own time. Like they would just like get food and then yeah. I just go. Yeah. Pretty much. So we didn't have a time where we would sit down as a family. Yeah. And talk about what's going on. Yeah. So that was kind of like as a it came as an eye opening. Yeah. Like God's shined a light on like this is something to you know guys that, need to work on. You know, on. she was going through her struggles but she couldn't talk to us about it. Mm. And yeah. that it just kinda happened, you know. Wow. So so when that happened, you know, we were able to try to fix the situation and, you know, like get help to a point where we like, we got therapy, you know, as a family Wow. and just see what was going on. Yeah. And, you know, she got therapy on her own. Wow. Um, so I think that was, that was pretty helpful. It obviously didn't, didn't fix everything because we're so stubborn and <laughs> <laughs> I feel like oh, so many of us can relate to being stubborn. Yeah. Like, Yeah. It, it's uh what's the word it, it takes time yeah it definitely takes time to and again like depending on the person and the individual and then when you're working with a family yeah. like that's a lot like that's you're you're healing every heart and you're like sewing into every heart and I, I love that you have come closer together with your mom but you also recognize that like the Lord shined a light on things that you yeah. were dismissing that you you had like you said you had gone into a routine. Mm-hmm. And had become complacent in that routine, not realizing that like each of you individually were suffering in your own way. Mm-hmm. And although through this this heartbreak of your sister, through the separation of it, you still came together mm-hmm. and it brought you close together. And it was like, wow, like you said, like we need to communicate. Like we need to yeah. we like, need to fix this. We need to be more of a family than just going through the motions and like being two people that live in the same household pretty much. Yeah. Wow, like roommates. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It was kind of like that, just roommates, you know? Like, I had my own thing. I was worried about what I was going to do tomorrow, but not, you know, about what was going on around me or anything. Wow, yeah. So, so it was really helpful. And I think for my mom, too, because like I said before, she has this mindset where, you know, things have to be her way. Yeah. And that she's always right, Yeah. you know? So, to... To have her talk to somebody that, you know, had more experience with therapy. Yeah. Um... And for them to like kind of like give us a few smacks, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and tell her that you were in the wrong, yeah, that like 
you did some things that made her feel different, you yeah. know? Yeah, wow. And, like, ha- kind of have her uh, have to go through that and realize yeah. that, you know, she needs to change her mindset if she wants things to get better. Wow, yeah, so I like think that willingness. She, she had to go through that, too. Wow. Because she didn't go through that with me. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so for so long, you know, she was, like, had that mindset that, that she was parenting the best way that she could. yeah. And then when this happened, she realized, you know, I need to change things. I need yeah. to make things better so not if working. I don't want this to happen again. Yeah. And obviously we still have my brother that, you know, he's still growing up. You know, yeah. he still has to go through his things. Yeah. So Spiritual growth pains, yeah. girl. They're real. Yeah. They so I feel like we had to, we had to go through that so we could know how to get better from there and yeah. how to not go through the same thing again. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Like. Yeah just all the pieces coming together mm-hmm. and and then there's still so much more to go like mm-hmm. if you think about it there's like yeah. but now like you said which fits really beautifully with what you said earlier is um you can handle that you've learned to trust god yeah and that's that's beautiful not an mm-hmm. easy thing to do but such a beautiful thing to do when you've finally learned how after everything yeah and even now i feel like god is still um, testing us in a way because, yeah. you know, my sister, even though things got a little better, uh, she was still not content at home. Like, mm. like she's really good at hiding things. So yeah. Yeah. But she was still hiding things, even though, like, we thought that once you moved, you know, because we used to live in Durham, now we live yeah. in, in Zebulon. Even yeah. when we moved, we thought that maybe once we had moved, you know, a different environment, different yeah. school for them, um, things would get better. Yeah. But... It still kind of followed her. Yeah. You know, she was still always making, you know, bad decisions. Um, It was just in a different place. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, we still had to fight through that. You know, she's still, I guess my parents didn't realize the struggle that she was going on with, you know, weed and all that and how she was still hiding that. And, you know, even recently now that she, um, she turned 18 in January Mm -hmm. uh, is when I guess that like, more things came out, you yeah. know, like she, she always talked about how when she was 18, she was going to leave, you know, yeah. like she was tired of being at home yeah, and everything. So we always like, we kept hurting that. And we just thought that maybe that like she was just like saying it, you know, yeah. but once I guess her birthday started coming up is when like more things come out and she started like not hiding things. Yeah. Um, like to the point where, um, like she was like, we found like a vape in her room. Yeah. She wasn't really trying to hide it, I guess. Yeah. And when, when my mom found it, like she wasn't even like, she wasn't phased. She was yeah. like, whatever. Like, yeah. she was like, you have to accept that this is who I am. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, And then a few days before she turned, her birthday turn, you know, my, my mom just found like weed in her room. Yeah. And then just the smell, like when I got home uh, that day, like I, I heard, I felt the smell like yeah. weed all over upstairs. So it was just the fact that he wasn't hiding things anymore. Yeah. And so obviously my mom had a talk with her, you know, told her that um, she can't set a bad example for my brother. Yeah. You know, like she can't do this at home, you know, because none of us, you know, had gone through that. None of us, like my my parents, you know, they weren't alcoholics. They didn't have issues with drugs or anything. Yeah. So we never introduced that to her. Yeah. She kind of just learned that, you know, outside of the household. So, you know, my mom was like, um, if you want to do that, you can't do it at home, pretty much. Yeah. Because yeah. she finally realized that she couldn't stop her from doing it anymore yeah. because she was, you know, still doing it 
Yeah. But she just didn't want her to disrespect the household anymore. Yeah. So leading up to that conversation, she was like, okay, well, since you can't accept it, then I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Pretty much. So that's what she did. You know, she left when she, once she turned 18 the same day. Yeah. No, no day less. Yeah. She's so, waiting. Yeah. So for my mom, it was really hard. Yeah. But I think that, I guess she needed that to accept that she can't control her anymore. Yeah. She's had to accept that, you know, she want she chose her own path. Mm-hmm. Um, and she couldn't stop like living because of her. Yeah. Because, you know, before she had other stress, you know, trying to, I guess, fix her. Yeah. Quote unquote in a way. Yeah. And trying to do what was best for her. Yeah. And then it still didn't work. Yeah. Sometimes you know? it truly is just on the person to find their time. Like, like, like I said, it reminds you a lot of the prodigal son because she leaves, you stay. Yeah. And you feel like I've done everything that I can. Yeah. And, but, and, you know, but the best thing too is also to remember that like on the day that she does come back, like yeah. when she is ready to come back and, and start a relationship and, and be open and honest and, and just vulnerable, like to, instead of being like, don't come back. Like you guys will remain excited and loving and caring. And sometimes like truly, sometimes you just have to let people go. And even though you're seeing them, like, I'm sure it was so hard to see her. Yeah. And that's what I told my mom, you know, I kept telling her, you know, you can't, um, you can't suffocate her anymore because that's that's why she was leaving. You know, you were always like, I was, I was being honest to her. You know, I try to be honest with her now Like you were always controlling her Yeah, and she just felt suffocated, you know? So that's why she left. So now that she's gone, I just told her, you know, you can't suffocate her anymore. Like yeah. you can, you can call her and, and, you know, tell her, uh, ask her what's going on. Yeah. How are you doing? You know, but don't try to control her anymore. Like yeah. let her do her own, her own thing. Yeah. And yeah, eventually, her- you know, I guess she's like, sometimes we have to learn the wrong way. Yeah. You know, we have to go through bad stuff to learn that, you know. Yeah. This is the one we want. Yeah. It's kind of like how God treats us. He's like, I'm here when you're ready for me. Yeah. I see that you're making some bad choices, but I love you all the same. And when you're ready to come talk to me and allow me to be there for you. So yeah, I love that you gave your mom that advice because you're representing like, again, the character of God. It's like, we got to let her do what she's doing. We can't suffocate her. We can't force her. it's hurtful because it's hurtful to know that, you know, she has everything here at home and- fact that she's gone and uh, now has to like work isn't even fully done with high school she has to go through all that and you know won't have enough to eat maybe yeah. might be doing bad stuff that we don't see yeah so it's really hurtful to know that someone that, that you care about someone and that they're struggling because they want to yeah but you know sometimes we just have to you just let yeah. it happen and gotta let it happen and i know for it's a the fact part, but there are so many parents who have gone and are going through that same mm-hmm. thing where it's like having to let go of control and trust and believe that God will will bring them back to you. But but also if God lets us, you know, go through this, like you said, like can't suffocate, can't mm-hmm. control because God doesn't do it. Like, yeah. like at least when I was out there um, wanting to do things my own way, like God never forced anything upon me like he was just always a light soft knock of like I'm here if you need me and when you need me and I'm sure you're the same way like we're here when you need us yeah but and he was for so long because for so long I when I was talking to him and praying with him um like I didn't read the bible daily like I didn't yeah 
you know, go through the motions of a Christian. Yeah. He was just there to talk to or pray when I felt sad or, you know, alone. So I had a connection with him in a way that I didn't feel like he fully talked to me. Yeah. But every time that I would pray or I would talk with him, like, on my own, then I felt like a sense of, like, relaxation. Like, yeah, things like were going to get better. Yeah. Like, yeah. he would just... Again, like he removes your anxiety and yeah. like bestows upon you peace and then you learn to trust him and, and, and see what he has in store. So that's incredible. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down <laughs> with me and talk to me. And we talked a little bit before we even hit play. So we got we got some good stuff today, like just being able to hang out and talk. And I really do appreciate it. And I know that like your story is going to help a lot of people because there are families out there that don't realize that they're in the motion. And there mm -hmm. are families who have had someone that they truly care about, but have watched them make some very like difficult or bad decisions. And you want to step in, you want to, you know, take control and be like, no, don't do that. Like take the wheel. But sometimes you've got to let them drive and, go. and they'll, they'll realize for themselves. So I know that someone out there is going to be like, man, I know what that feels like. Like, that's a hard thing to go through, but also to see that even in that you're still like, but I trust God and I know that he'll, he'll see us through it. So yeah, I, tr I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I know that oh, the microphone sometimes can be a little intimidating, <laughs> but after a while people get really comfortable. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And uh, again, like super appreciative that you took the time to talk to me and everything. And hopefully one day, you know, can have you back and get an update on how you've been and your continued walk with God. All right. So yeah, after today's episode, it'll probably, it'll not probably, it will be published um, in March because uh, we're no longer in February with that. That's crazy that it's like February's gone. January's gone. It zoomed away. And how, when and how did the, when? I have no idea. Time goes by so fast. Time is, <laughs> I can't, I can't even understand. Like, especially when you're, when you're older, you, you, like, I feel like once I turn 20, I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to be 25. I know. In a month. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. You think about it and it's like, um, yeah, like I leave with my clients, they're like, oh man, like I, like a, I used to be 25 or something. And I'm like, what would you tell a 25 year old? They're like, live, do, do the thing that you don't mm -hmm. want to do. Like you'll always regret the things you don't do. And like, that seems to be consistent. Flies. Yeah. Cause time flies. So, you know, now that we're on the topic, like for anyone listening, like if there's something out there that you want to do that would bring you joy and you're just afraid to do it. Like, I mean, why, you know, you have life, you might as well live it and live it yeah. joyously. And don't restrain yourself from from the from the joy of life. But with that being said, um, me and Anna bid you adieu or adieu, 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 adieu. I think it's adieu, right? Is it? You know what? That's embarrassing. But I'm not editing that because <laughs> it's supposed to be authentic. So someone out there is like probably rolling their eyes. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening, and uh, thank you. until the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to what God has done with my pain. As always, a huge shout out to Lazuli for her song, No Greater Love, that has helped make this podcast come to life. You can find her on Spotify and Instagram at Lazuli, P-R-O-J, and at We The New Breed, where you'll find artists using their gifts to glorify God. Swing by at What Way This Way on Instagram to catch some behind-the-scenes snippets. Make sure to follow the podcast so you don't miss a single interview. 
In the meantime, I would love to hear from you on social media or email. Until the next episode.